We are recording uh, this episode uh, live. We're recording it live on location <laughs> at uh, Groveland Tap. Nice to be back here. That joke never gets old. Hey, man. I, you know what? I just can't help. I just That's how it comes out of my mouth. What, what do you want me to do? I am who I am. I right. can't change. You are who we thought you were. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to uh, Groveland Tap for having us out. I want to get a, a great plug out of the way for these guys first. They've got a... Uh, a pig roast coming up this Saturday, July 21st. Uh, they've got a pig roast platter for uh, about 17 bucks. You can get pulled pork, cornbread, baked beans, a sweet roll, coleslaw, and pickled relish. That sounds uh, amazing. You can also just get a, a pulled pork sandwich uh, and fries for like 11 bucks. Uh, and they've got uh, dogfish head uh, pints uh, on a hop rack with pineapple and toasted coconut. So definitely want to come out and try that this Saturday, the 21st, here at Groveland Tap. Dogfish Head Pig Roast, Saturday, July 21st, all day long. I might have to make it back out here for that. They're going to be roasting that bad boy uh, starting Friday night. That I've, I've got the inside scoop. I, I'm, I've actually got my uh, sleeping bag in the car. I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be here making sure that uh, it makes it through let's, the night. Let's turn this into one of those things that people camp out for. <laughs> we'll camp out outside of Grove Pe- Tap. People besides me. <laughs> we thanks to uh, thanks to the folks at uh, Grove Tap and all of the uh, amazing places that serve Freehouse beer for sponsoring the Minnesota Beer Cast. There you go. I will drink to that. Cheers, Drew. Cheers. All right, we've got a really fun show uh, on tap uh, this uh, this afternoon, this evening. Whenever you happen to be listening to the show, uh, we've got. Uh, Lauren McGinty from, is it Lauren McGinty or is it Lauren Bennett McGinty? I don't want to. I mean, whichever. <laughs> We've got <laughs> Lauren. Officially, it's three names, but we can All say right. whatever. I struggle when there's too many syllables. We've got Lauren from the Minnesota Craft Brewers Guild, and we've got Jim from the Craft Brewers Guild and Social Cider Works. We've got James, and we've got Zach from Summit Brewing. So we're going to have one heck of a show. Thanks for tuning in. Lot to get to. We start yeah. with uh, with All Pints North. Let's do it. Let's the, get uh, right into it. The uh, the annual um, amazing festival going on up in Duluth next weekend. It is. It's coming up quick. Let's uh, let's talk a little about All Pints North, uh, Lauren and Jim. For those that have not been to All Pints North, give us a little bit of of history and overview of the festival. So this is the seventh annual All Pints North that takes place on the bay in Duluth at Bayfront Park. Nice overlooking Lake Superior. Um, we have typically around 4,000 people attend. We're going to have 110 Minnesota-only breweries this year. Um, and it's just kind of a great opportunity to soak up the sun, try a bunch of new beers, and hang out with a good crowd of people. What 110? Is, is that what you said? 110 Minnesota breweries? Yeah. yeah. How, much, how much has that grown? I mean, since... Uh, Well, the Guild has 130 members right now, Yeah, uh, and we know that Minnesota beer has grown significantly. I think in Minnesota there are about 150 breweries, and um, I know that the Guild also has approximately five breweries in planning, so we're kind of growing really rapidly. I just got two new members about a week ago come in, so it's, it's... I don't know. It's just out of control, but in a very fun and good way, and we're really excited about it. Yeah. (laughs) Can can I go off on a tangent already? I'm I'm curious how how does that work as a as a new brewer if they're interested in in becoming a member of the guild? Do do they have to reach out to you? Do you recruit when you see new licenses get issued? How does that process work? That's a good question. I try my best to reach out to people when I see that they're popping up, um, whether it's via Twitter or email. Some people don't even have emails yet. So I do my best to reach out. A lot of it is word of mouth from existing members to come in and just 
recommend that they join. Um, that's kind of why we started the brewery and planning program, so that people could join and get resources right away instead of waiting until after they join and figuring out, you know, oh, we have to do XYZ with our brewery that we didn't know about ahead of time. So it's a good way to get on board early, and that's a lower price point, obviously. But we do have a lot of members that have been kind of already established working on their beers and um, now they're coming in a few months after they actually get up and running and start serving things and so that's a good way to do it too so they're kind of a bunch of different ways but they just have to go to the website and join and they can feel free to shoot any of us emails and ask us questions too. That sounds like a, a really great idea. I've, I've not heard of the, the brewery and planning membership before. Can you expand on that a little? Yeah, so we just, uh, the board just decided in January, I believe, that we thought it would be a good idea to open that up to people. And so really, it's anybody out there that is starting to plan a brewery. So even if it's an idea in your head, then you're like, I just want to get into the community and learn more, or you're kind of a year and a half down the road and you need contacts to our industry partners who are called Ally Trade members, um, you can come to our meetings, you can come to our business and technical conference, which is also ahead of Alpine North next weekend, and you can just kind of meet all the people in the community and get any information and feedback that you need as you kind of start that crazy brewery journey. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned the business and technical conference uh, that happens before All Points North. Um, is that open to the public? Is that only open to members? How does that, how does that work? So we do um, have it open to the public. We don't get a lot of public people coming in. It's mostly members. We get around 200 to 300 people that come in. Uh, and it's anywhere from front of house sales and marketing to kind of more technical presentations on things like Britannomyces or Hefeweizens. Um, we also uh, will have regulatory affairs panels. And then one of the new ones we're doing this year, which is kind of fun, is the top 10 things HR and taxes and all of that <laughs> super, super fun stuff that we know people don't want to Yeah, the stuff that keeps the lights on. Important <laughs> stuff that's not brewing, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's, um, it's a really good opportunity. It's a one-day conference, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., and then you're there for Alpine North the next day. Very good. Have, uh, have you been to Alpine North before, Lauren? Yes, I've been several times. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe all seven years. I don't know. <laughs> is this your first one as the as the director? It is my first one as the director, so I'm really excited to kind of see it from all of the inner workings instead of just consuming the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to say this: it took me like three years in the beer business to decide to go up to Alpine North. So this is this is actually going to only be my second Alpine North. And I, one of my biggest regrets after having started Sociable is not is missing those first couple of years <laughs> because it is hands down like the best Minnesota beer event. Uh, and I think that's just because ev the entirety of the community descends on Duluth. It's like we're in town. Everybody knows we're in town. There's nothing else going on. Like that's all that matters. And so there's so many like just about every brewery has a cool event going on at one of the, like one of the restaurants or bars up there. And yeah, uh, everyone's it's like it's. It's like a high school reunion, man. The entire scene is there, so yeah. it's a it's a really good time. I would echo that. It's um it's really fun because the city is very walkable. It's uh it's a lot like you know the the metro almost, except it's very condensed. It gets you know broken down into you know just a, a few I guess square miles, and you you know depending on where you're you're staying, I mean you can go from event to event and and have some some great beer all weekend long in Duluth. <laughs> And for people who are thinking about going or planning on going, it is uh, it's next weekend, July twenty eighth. Uh, there's an app now, right? You guys have a of an all there, pint north yeah. all pints north app. Yes, there is an app. It's not quite updated yet. We're still finalizing everybody's beers, uh, but it should be up to date within like 
I think the next couple days for sure. Bre- Brewers it, last minute. That's no, I no. That's uh, clearly it's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't think Brewers would do something last minute. Uh, Lauren, Lauren, are there still tickets? Can people still get tickets? There are still tickets. We are getting very close. We've got, I think we sold like 85% of our tickets. And uh, I expect that they will sell out within the next week for sure. So Tickets are 45 bucks, and they can get them at tempotickets.com slash APN2018. So it's well worth the uh, the price admission. Yeah, 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 Unlimited two-ounce pours, along with beer education sessions and... Maybe a chance to see us. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and we're doing a possibly. really cool beer education program this year where we're taking people on tours. And the tours are going to be led by um, a lot of kind of local rock stars, I guess, in the beer world. So Hoops, uh, Dave Hoops is going to be leading a tour on Hops, I believe. That's Hoops on Hops. There you go. That was fun. And uh, we, or no, he's doing local Duluth breweries, but we can still call it Hoops on Hops. That's fine. <laughs> and, um, great, great name. You should be a marketing person. I know, right? <laughs> Uh, and then we've got a tour on sours and a tour on hazy IPAs. So it's going to be kind of a fun option for people to get to meet the brewers and the owners of the breweries right at their the tent and kind of talk about the beers and then try the beers from them. So and, that, and that's taking place within the the confines yes. of the festival. Yep. Yeah, so like a walk around. It's like a pretty much like a guided walk around here. Like if you want to have a curated experience, there's all these beers to taste. Do you have enough time to taste them all? So now you get to walk from, around from booth to booth, yep. not. I see. So they're not going to walk over to Hoops Brewery while the festival's going on. I they're mean, gonna, you could. <laughs> it, it is walkable. It's close enough. I would walk there after the festival. Yeah. Yes, I'd do probably that. walk there before before the festival. <laughs> pre-game? <laughs> do not pre-game. Let, uh, note, note, to, note to fans of the Minnesota Beer Cast. Don't pre-game beer festivals. No. That's, the, the, you're the, that is the idea. best way to be hated by every brewer in the state. Yeah, yeah you is can to show up drunk water, to a festival. That's probably yeah, good. That's totally doable. Yeah. Yeah, no, not, not a good idea. I will also say that um, the uh, the night before the beer festival it's it's really it's, Duluth is such a fun town and I've been to the festival I think every year except for one I took a year off because I had something going on but without fail every year that Friday before you're just having so much fun on so Friday much night. fun so much fun too much fun too, yeah consistently <laughs> Duluth you were always too much fun <laughs> it's All Pints North next weekend. Where can uh, people find out more information? Give out your website? Yep. You can go to mncraftbrew.org, and um, I won't list out the whole URL, but we have a brand spanking new website, too, which is really exciting. New logo. We're just, like, we're ready. We're ready for All Pints North with all this stuff. So just mncraftbrew.org, and you can find tickets there. And, right, and, for, cool. and for the homebrew, like the avid homebrew supporter or someone that's brewing at home, that the technical conference is fantastic. It's open to anybody. You can find a link for a ticket to that at, like on the website as well. So if you're really interested in the, the nitty-gritty, the technical stuff, uh, this, is, this is a room full of professionals that do this for a living. It's a great opportunity to kind of learn those things and get a much more yeah. kind of in-depth All Pines North experience. Kick some brains. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's only $50, so that's awesome. a steal as well. All right. Well, we will be right back from the Groveland Tap. This is the Minnesota Beer Cast presented by Freehouse Beer. Earnings vary based on your effort. Message and data rates may apply. Do you want to learn how to make money flipping houses right here in Minneapolis and St. Paul? If so, we have an amazing opportunity for you. We're looking for a small group of motivated individuals to join our real estate investing team. You'll learn our simple three-step system for flipping homes right here in the local area. This is Than Merrill, star of A&E's hit TV show, Flip This House. Mm, Rosé? <laughs> it's patio season. So go see the gang at the Free House. In the North Loop or at freehousempls.com. 
Most Minnesotans are dissatisfied with their income and retirement savings and are looking for help. Earn a second income without a second boss. Learn to make money trading at Online Trading Academy, the world's leader in trader education. Use this income now and through retirement. Register today for a free investing class. Beers plus a ton of other incredible craft beer. This is one of the uh, one of the more well curated uh, tap lines that you'll come across in the Twin Cities. It is a, it is delicious. It is delicious. I'm I'm enjoying myself. And the food's here. good too. I mean, if you're into that sort of thing. Yeah, some of us here <laughs> might be into that. <laughs> So we're talking with uh, with the the, uh, the guild here. We got Lauren and Jim. Just talked about uh, All Pints North going on next weekend. Uh, we uh, we're still d- deliberating whether or not the beer cast will be making an appearance there. Yeah, you know, uh, I think I left it in your capable hands to book us some hotel rooms. So. Yeah, I totally did that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. I'm just throwing it out there. There was the sociable rented an 11, 11 bedroom house that we still <laughs> yeah. have two bedrooms available in. Oh, so oh, we might yeah, be, uh, yeah, might be yeah. able to work something out. <laughs> yeah. I've slept on the couch before. for the Minnesota Beer Cast. Yeah. I, I think we can, I like you. I think we can figure something out. <laughs> we've, uh, we've also got, of course, uh, James and Zach here from Summit Brewing. If you guys feel like cracking wise, just jump right in. We're uh, always doing it kind of roundtable style here. Uh, but when we left off, we kind of talked about the all pine north of course um and during the break lauren and jim you had mentioned that the 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 festivals for the guild are kind of restructuring a little bit uh, let us in on on how that's working out yeah so we internally as a as a group as a as a guild board and then you know with large, wider membership we've been having a lot of conversations about you know how do we become a more sustainable organization in the sense of uh kind of diversifying some of our revenue sources and right now we're a pretty events driven organization the events generate a lot of the revenue for the guild which then we're allowed to turn into programming to be able to support the breweries um, and so we're trying to kind of diversify that but at the same time we can't get away from these events they're a really important part of what we're doing and so we always have to think about how do we make these events interesting when there's a lot of great beer events out there and so how do we how do we differentiate ours and this year for All Pints North this is the first year that it's going to be a Minnesota brewery only event um, uh, which w- at the break we were talking about that's nuts like we, you could never have done this five even three years ago there just right. weren't, there weren't enough of us to be able to have a fantastic beer festival with just minnesota suppliers like it just really speaks to the quality of beer it's getting made in the state right now yeah it's i mean there's venues are only so big right there's only so much time unless you i mean really upscale to uh, i mean maybe undesirable size i mean is that how do you foresee things working out in the future if the industry continues to grow? I mean, that's always a question I get because it's, you know, can this continue? Do we foresee a bubble right, bursting right. at some point? I just, I feel like Minnesota has done such a good job at finding that niche. Every brewery um, has a story to tell. So that ends up being kind of what carries them through to the future. And I think as long as your brewery is making quality beer and they have a really unique story, then I don't see a bubble bursting. I just see us continuing to grow. It might not be at the pace we're growing now, but I could see it well, continuing. I mean, the, the definition of a bubble doesn't even really apply to what's been going on with Minnesota beer, because a bubble is when you have you know more supply than you do demand. 
And that doesn't appear to be the case because beer's still flowing out of the tap lines and flowing out of the tap rooms, uh, you know, as as quickly as people can make it. Yeah, but that's that's at a local level, though. I think that there's there's definitely an adjustment in the industry. I mean, you hear about you know there being changes at like Avery, for example. You know, things like uh, you know Bend, Oregon, where there's there's changes in in those larger breweries that are putting out quality beer. Quite frankly. And, and not being supported in places like Minnesota anymore because you do have this proliferation in local breweries. Yeah, I think that um, I think that what, what, what the biggest the breweries that are facing the biggest problems right now are ones that kind of extended out beyond their home market and to markets where there weren't there wasn't a lot of great local beer happening. And then in the absence of great local beer, they were kind of filling that void. Like there was such a demand for craft beer, and and that volume had to come from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so now a, a company like Avery in, in Minneapolis, like why is Avery relevant in our market? Do they make fantastic beer? Absolutely. Uh, but it, but it's really hard for them to sell that beer versus Summit or versus uh, Indeed or versus Bauhaus. And so you know we've got some really fantastic beers that are made nearby. And I think there's a lot of Minnesotans that love the idea of being able to buy beer from a brewer that they know, mm-hmm. to be able to know that it came from up the street. And, and then to know that, um, you know, ultimately those brewers are going to be sitting in their bar drinking drinking one of those pints. Yeah. Uh, and so that multiplier effect, I just think people really, really like to know where their stuff came from. Uh, and, and I think that's what the big guys are experiencing right now is you got to be relevant in the market in order for it to in, in order to get that scale. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Avery beer is fantastic. Odell's beer is fantastic. I mean, there's a lot of great beer out there. But if any one of those wasn't on my liquor store shelves, it's not like I'd be, oh, no, what am I? What, what on earth am I going to drink now? There's, <laughs> there's still some fantastic beers yeah. available. So my, my, my question with the, the Minnesota only, if in five years, if the size of, uh, of Minnesota breweries have doubled, is it going to be to a point where we're going to have you know only the top you know, 80% of, of, you know, sellers at, you know, All Pints North or at, you know, ABR. What, um, what do you envision? I would say, you know, we just need a bigger boat, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't ever want to disclude people. And I think that if there is the demand to have that many breweries there and there are 200 breweries that want to participate, then we will find a space to fit them. Because if as long as Minnesota breweries are around and people are drinking their beer and they are encouraging it, then I think we should be the ones to figure out a way to hold them all and encourage it. Well, I think the other really interesting thing, too, is the, the bulk of the growth for the new breweries entering the market right now has been s- small towns in greater Minnesota and suburb- like suburban neighborhoods that didn't have access to this before. And so the fact that we're getting a big cohort of people that weren't really like part of the craft beer scene that are now experiencing this and they've got a local tap room and they go and experience that, we're really, we are growing the category. And, you know, th- that's like the kind of dirty secret in, in the beer business in general is that, you know, volume hasn't grown in, since the 80s. Right. So at the end of the day, this is reallocating volume from what, the big guys are doing, and uh, if we can get more people drinking Minnesota-produced products versus versus Budweiser or one of the nationally, uh, you know, big national brands, like that's great for the Minnesota economy. It's great for Minnesota brewers. It's great for it's great for people that like to drink quality beer. And so, heck, man, if we have a 400 or 500 brewery event at All Pints North in 10 years, and we've got people from all over the state coming to enjoy that, 
I mean, that, that, that could be fantastic. That's, that's, a, that's a model that other states would want to write, you know? How big a role has the, the state fair played in, in you know, making the, the exposure to those outlying, you know, markets? The people from all over the state come to the state fair and are exposed to that product. Yeah, I think that the state fair has been an awesome partner in helping us kind of get the word out about Minnesota craft beer. And they've been a huge supporter of how Minnesota craft breweries have also engaged with agriculture, which, again, that's the storytelling piece. And so I think that gets people engaged in the beers, and then they find something they like. So they might know, say we put on a flight with Summit, but there are three other brands that somebody's never had before. But they'll try it because they really like Summit. And then they're like, oh, I just found three new brands that I really enjoy. And so I think that that's a really great opportunity for Guild members to be exposed to the public. But I also think the public has that excellent chance to just buy a flight of beers and try something they've never tried before and either be, you know, turned off maybe or pleasantly surprised. I like to think everybody is pleasantly surprised, but it's also good to experiment and find what you like. So there you go. If we're talking state fair, we have to talk gimmick beers for a minute, right? Sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I I used to be really sour about the gimmick beers, and and the reason for that is because I think we make like we as a group, as a cohort of brewers in Minnesota, are making great beer. And all you have to do is like go spend an afternoon in Denver, where which is supposed to be mecca, right. and you will want nothing more than to go home and drink great Minnesota beer again. <laughs> so like there are some excellent players out there, but for the most part, we are crushing it as a state, in my opinion. So. That's good to hear. It used to really bum me out that the Minnesota State Fair, all this volume was <laughs> various versions of, uh, like, you know, you, like let's call it unique. Let's not use the word gimmick. That's, <laughs> that's very Minnesota. It's, it's all very interesting. Yeah, yeah very. Oh, it's, that's, that's super interesting, right? <laughs> and so it used to really bum me out because it's like, all right, how about we just, like, drink great Pilsners? Because there's a lot of great Pilsners being produced in this state. Yeah. But if, you know, if a beer with, um, you know, with huckleberries in it is going to get someone that isn't really into craft beer to check it out, then that's really great thing for us. And if they say, hey, all right, I really I really dug this. I really dug this unique thing that Shells did. I'm going to revisit Deer Beer this year. And, yeah. and you be and you can't go wrong if you do that. Or, you know, and, and same story, like, hey, I'm going to do, like, someone has a unique product at, at X spot, or there's, you guys have a, a stage over there, right? I get to, I, yeah, we, we have a we have a space where we'll we'll have our state fair beer this year. Uh, the Hell's Yeah, it's, yeah. Oh, it's going to be a great name, right? <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna do something a little different for us. We're gonna use some fruit in it, but but our approach to that and and to kind of discuss what you're saying is is we don't want to have something that's so out there that that someone tries that and that's that's a one off thing. We want to show people what we can do with a with a traditional style. We're gonna add a little bit of blood orange. We're not gonna go. It's not going to be a blood orange beer. Yep. We're going to add a little bit and do something traditional. That's that's our approach. I love that. And, I, and that's I think it's the smart. way we I think go. It's smart because it's not it's not divisive or polarizing. Let's uh, let's let's spend some more time talking about the state fair because I want to give you give you guys at the guild a chance to preview what you guys are doing. We'll talk a little bit more with Summit right after this break. You're listening to the Minnesota Beercast, sponsored by Freehouse. Find us on your radio at AM 1130 and FM 103.5. Stream us on iHeartRadio. And now find us on... Hey, Alexa, play Twin Cities News Talk on iHeartRadio. Getting Twin Cities News Talk station from iHeartRadio. Thanks, Alexa. From the Cremation Society of Minnesota Weather Center. It's free, it's easy to use, and the best part is that Minnesota BeerCast has its very own channel. You just click on the little podcast button, you type in Minnesota BeerCast, you'll find it, you can hit follow, and you'll get notifications every time we 
put up a new episode. Got a deep archive of shows. They get better as you get more recent. The first few. <laughs> just, just skip. Just, just skip think the how much better couple. next week's show's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> and as long as we're getting plugs out there, uh, I do want to plug the pay girls that they're having here at Groveland Tap Saturday, July 1st. And have a 21st. Fan, 20, 21st. Uh, and they're going to have a Dogfish Head beer uh, on a Randall. 60-minute IPA with pineapple and toasted coconut. That sounds so good. Yeah, man. I'm going to yeah. be here. Yeah, pig roast platters, pulled pork sandwiches. You get a pint of dogfish head for 3 bucks, and you get to keep the glass. While supplies last again, that's Saturday, July 21st, all day long here at Groveland Tap. Thank you to Freehouse Beer and Blue Plate and Groveland Tap for having us out. So when we left off, we were talking about the uh, the great Minnesota get-together, the, the Minnesota State Fair. Uh, one of the, the greatest parts about the State Fair is going and drinking some, some Minnesota beer at the State Fair. The, uh, I think it's one of the greatest things that the Guild has done as an organization is really making that vehicle available for the multitudes of people that go to the State Fair. I mean, that's... I mean, a really a great unifier uh, of the, the people in this state and really from outside of the state sometimes. We have one of the best state fairs in the country and, and being able to have that that venue to expose the product to all the different people that come in and out of that place. I think it's I think it speaks just volumes to what you guys are doing. And and, and it's also fun that the Minnesota State Fair for twelve days is the second largest city in the city in, in, right? in the state. Right? Yeah. Are you guys I mean there's just so many bodies. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's 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 huge man. And I've I've really the last couple years we've done the beer cast from there and it's I've been really so much fun. I've really loved to to enjoy the State Fair more than I have in the past because yeah. we'll go out there kind of in the evening time and we'll do the show and then afterwards we'll, we'll wander around a little bit but we'll usually find a, a table someplace comfortable um, and then you know some cigars might get lit but we'll, we'll enjoy a few <laughs> we'll enjoy a few beers and just watch the people and it's so much better than walking around in the midday heat yeah. and rubbing against everybody and you know corn dogs bumping against your ear and it's just oh it's if you've never been to the state fair after dark that's that's the time to go. That could be the title track of your State Fair series, State Fair <laughs> After Dark. <laughs> I had somebody trademark that. <laughs> so well, and I will say this about the State Fair: the the expansion of what you know, call it the gimmick beers, call it the fun beers, whatever. You know, the expansion of the craft beer presence at the State Fair has made it. For me, it's made it so much more special and so much more fun. I mean, I, I used to dread the fair because I had to work it every single year. I used to dread the fair. Now it's like I, I'm excited. I can't wait till they come out with the announcement and the list and, and we see all the fun beers that are going to be released. I can't wait to go there and wander around and check out the Guild booth and the Ballpark Cafe and, and Giggles and all the all the places where it's available. It's a blast. Yeah. Uh, so you, I hear there's going to be uh, new developments with the Guild space at the state fair. Yeah, so we are completely revamping the existing space at Egghort, at the Agriculture Horticulture Building, I should say. Egghort, shorthand. Uh, but we're kind of doing our new logo, new branding, so we're kind of making it really fun. There's going to be a cool bar top out front, and you can people watch, which I think is the best part of the fair, frankly. <laughs> and then we were given additional flight locations on the north end of the fair in the old Pet Center building. Uh, the new space is called The Hangar, because I guess... At one point, it used to be an old airplane hangar. 
It's better than the old pet, pet center. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So there's going to be food. Yeah, yeah, the pet cemetery. Oh, that's terrible. Uh, <laughs> so there's going to be food and beer pairings, which is actually really exciting. And that's we're working awesome. with the new people who are running that facility to coordinate those pairings. There's going to be full pours of mostly Minnesota craft beers, as well as four flight stations, which the guild is helping coordinate. And then there's also going to be live music and a couple other things. So the educational components will stay at the agriculture horticulture building, but then um, up in that pet center area on the north end of the fair, it's going to be flights and just kind of enjoying the, I guess, serenity of that area until it kicks off and becomes really big. Because I think phase one is opening this new spot, and then phase two will be next year, and there's going to be a lot more traffic up there. So the fair is really working on revamping it. There's a new restroom up there, which is, I guess, very it's exciting. It's a really crucial part of the fair. <laughs> that is crucial. There's knowing where the restroom is. Well, and are. now you know where the new restroom is. Right. So there well, you that, go. That's not the key. The key is finding the hidden restrooms that people don't use. This might be one of them. Yeah. Except for now. You just told and everyone everybody. knows. You just told everyone. Because the last thing you want is like a hot, sweaty day at the fair uh, and then be stuck in a plastic potty. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. No, I think there's actually an app that where you can download that's like a fair a fair restroom app. Like it's, and I believe there's rating. It's all it's all user contributed. It's you a can very help the restrooms. It's a very valuable tool. I like that. I'm just like untapped, but more useful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm swiping right on this toilet. <laughs> this is good. So I, I like I really like the idea of the expanded, um, you know, I guess venues for the Minnesota craft beer availability. Is is that going to be something that we see expanded even more as as we move on? You know, we don't know. I think this new spot is really um, a trial just yeah. to see how much traffic we can get and how interested people are. I think a lot of people are definitely interested. Um, and I think the flights are really what draws people in. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if we're going to get any other spaces, but right now I think it's just really to say you can try a variety of different beers at that end of the fair as well. So maybe you don't want to traverse all the way to the south end. We right. hope people go to both because there's going to be different beers at both of them. Um, but, you know, if you if you are really into the tractors at that north end and you only want to stay there, <laughs> then you can try flights now at that spot on so, the fair. So I've got I've got a PR idea for you. Every, every year when the state fair comes around, there's always like a giant media blitz about here's the latest deep fried, you know, wrapped in a this and on a stick that when they do the the food release. I, I suggest you guys beat them by a week and put out a massive media blitz about all the new beers that are going to be at the uh, at the state fair. Yeah, I think um, I think that's a great idea. There was so to, to give some context, like that question about will we have another location at some point? I think that for this, you know, the fair is still very much like a, a family friendly location. I for think sure. that the ethos, you know, it took a long time for uh, for Minnesota to just really, really, particularly Greater Minnesota to really understand that craft beer is family friendly in the sense that you can take your kids to a tap room. Like these oh, aren't yeah. these aren't like dingy divey bars. Like this is a this is an experience that is it's tied to agriculture and all those things. And so it was kind of slow for the state fair to kind of come around to the Minnesota to, to craft beer in general. And so I think that we exceeded their expectations in, at the original location, the Ag Hort location. And so this was kind of them them reaching out and saying, hey, our, our fans that are, are into the Minnesota craft beer thing and are into Minnesota craft brewers guild booth 
are responsible consumers, and they're there. They're having a good time. They're trying a couple of things, and so they really. I think the fair has really like been pleasantly surprised with how successful that's been, and so um, I think that you know the food release is a big part of the fair. That's like people wait for that, and I think yeah. that they've been a little hesitant to do something similar on the beer side, and so we're like kind of just still navigating the fact that this is a family, still the fair, is still all about fa- like being a family friendly event, and you know we got to figure out how does beer fit within that, and like can we can we have like a responsible a responsible beer culture you know built around the Minnesota Craft Brewers Guild, and we think the answer is yes. Yeah, so I, yeah, absolutely, I agree. As as a parent and as somebody who who does enjoy responsibly, like that's that's some of the best part about enjoying Minnesota craft beer is like we we were coming back from I think Tuesday was National Hot Dog Day. We were driving back from Chris and Rob's on West Seventh in St. Paul, and we drive past the uh, bad weather. My my seven year old goes, Dad, there's there's bad weather. That place is awesome. Remember when we were in there and you gave me the laptop and I was coding on the scratch. Like, yeah, it was great. Dad had a beer and you were hanging out vegging. You know, it's like it's very it's very chill. It's very relaxed. It's very family friendly. There's no like you said, it's not it's not a dingy old bar. It's it's people being together and being responsible. And then with that, we are up against a break. Final segment of this week's Minnesota Beer Cast from Groveland Tap coming up right after this. Stephanie Schimp from Blue Plate Restaurants is here. Hey, Rosie. Hey, what a great time of year. Yeah, we jumped straight into summer, which for you means patio season. Time to grab some friends, family, or your favorite four-legged pal and head to the patio at the Freehouse. Yeah, try the steak and pierogies or a roto bird baguette. And sip on some Freehouse beer or some frozen rosé. Mm, rosé? <laughs> it's patio season. So go see the gang at the Freehouse. In the North Loop or at freehousempls.com. You work hard for your money. Scrimping and saving, every dollar counts. So with Valpac, when you do go big, boy, do you go big. Honey, I'm home! Is that a new TV? With deals and discounts from hundreds of businesses local to you, there's always a way to save at Valpac. Check your mail and you could win $100 right inside the envelope. $100. Nights at 8 o'clock or via podcast anytime through uh, iHeartRadio. We really appreciate it. And we really appreciate Freehouse Beer for sponsoring the show. Make sure you go to uh, any of the fine places that serve Freehouse Beer and thank them as well. There you have it. There you have it. (laughs) (laughs) You said it all, man. uh, We've kind of been... uh, talking mostly about the guild and the state fair and all pints north and uh, we've kind of put james and, and zach on ice but uh, we've saved the last segment for them uh, just kind of like the last time zach was on we kind of held him in reserve until he's batting clean up again yeah we're, so, we're ready thanks thanks for hating on guys so you guys uh i think the last time i saw you was the uh the opening of the the brand new Rats Keller tap room. Are we are we rebranding? Is it still a Rats Keller or is it a new a new tap room? It is uh, definitely still the rat the Rats Keller. Right. Um, it is you know the traditional aspect of, of that name comes through uh, instead of you know the the, the tap room idea. <laughs> uh, we wanted to to be clear on what we were trying to accomplish with it. What, what is the difference between a tap room and a Rats Keller? Uh, biggest thing is, is it's just like a gathering area versus just. A, uh, just a general uh, point of room. sales. Yeah, yeah. So there's a, a lot of it's about gathering. The, you know, we have a we we put up a big screen uh, over the door. We got a nice new door as well uh, with a nice foyer. And uh, a lot of it's just about you know bringing back that traditional sense uh, versus the, the the more modern uh, tap rooms that are coming out. 
uh, lately within the last how many years. How, how long did it take to uh, to redo everything in there? It's a beautiful space. Oh man, I think it was nine months altogether. It, it, it all kind of came together. We, we broke ground nine months ago, but it kind of came together in the last couple months leading up to the grand opening. You know, we, we started putting that, that front door on. So there's a nice new front door where you walk in before you had to kind of go around the side. It's kind of like, like a little there, secret yeah. entrance. Yeah. You're like, oh, I gotta go around back. And it's, it's got less of that. It's it's now it's got less of that speakeasy feel. Now you go right in the front, and the bar is right there. They know exactly where you're going. Yeah, yeah. It's and the and the, the tables and the chairs are, are really pretty. It's uh the the benches are kind of gone, which I'm gonna kind of be sad about. Like I kind of <laughs> like the uh, you know we're Minnesotans, so it's nice to be kind of forced to sit next to people sometimes. We're sure. not always the most you know it's not New York like you don't you don't get on the subway and just sit next to strangers right like I'm I might be a little uncomfortable when people are right in my bubble but when you're at a rat's keller and see yeah now Drew's rubbing up against me <laughs> I, I, th I think a lot of it is just to give more opportunity to do more you know yeah. you know when you when you're on those benches you're kind of forced into doing a certain thing right get cozy up <laughs> but those uh, tables are still nice and close together you can yeah. sit right next to you you know yeah, you still have a chair sure. and for sure and I saw uh, over in the corner there was a uh, kind of a a shelf with some some games on it made in appearance that's that's got to be new that was never there before uh, it was to a degree but uh, it's much bigger you know it's much more uh, it's much more in your face than it used to be you know, trying to to give that gathering feeling there there's a spot for all those things now in, in the past and I, I I know I was I was looking at our our press release when when we talked to Mark about the rats keller and Mark was saying that that space was initially meant to be a a lunchroom for us and, and a base for all the tours and, and for uh, the nonprofits we bring in to to uh, have space there and now mm -hmm. it's it's for the public it's for our customers it, it's for um, spending time in there and drinking beer and being together and, and being at Summit. It's really pretty too. Yeah yeah, it is it's really pretty the uh, the bar is 130 year old red oak and it looks phenomenal and uh, you guys have expanded the, the tap lines to 20. There's yep. 20 now, yeah. What, is, what does that do for you as a, as a brewer, James? Does that give you kind of a, a little more license to play around with stuff? Does that mean you get to... Yeah, I mean, we, we do have a, we do have quite a few year-round brands. You know, we, we do have our, our seasonals that come out as well. Um, you know, we still even have, like, Imperial Russian Stout right now on at the tap room. So, you know, it, it gives us a little more to work with uh, from, like, a pilot standpoint as well. You know, we have been able to, to fill those lines with, with some new, uh, limited, very limited releases, uh, you know, things that some of the brewers have played around with uh, over the last uh, couple of months. You guys do taproom-only releases or uh, things like we, that? We do. Uh, uh, I, I'm not sure about the schedules on that, but uh, there's definitely, uh, that is all lined up. So. And I'm sure uh, if folks want to know about what's coming on uh, at the Red Keller, I'm sure they can check out the social media, head to uh, summitbrewing.com, and I'm sure um, that that will all be listed, correct? He, he's downplaying it because the brewers are just dying to play with that, that pilot system. They're all just, they all got a, like, a bunch of ideas. And, yeah. <laughs> I'm still relatively new at this brewing thing. I, uh, so, uh, coming of, from the quality side. One of the neat things that was very unique to the uh, to the Rat Skeller is the 
the Stamtisch. Tell me about this, the Stamtisch. Am I even saying it right? Uh, Number one. Stamtisch. Stamp, stamp, stamtisch. Stamtisch. All right. Uh, you, have to, you have to sound angry when you say it. Stamp, stamtisch. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Uh, it, it's about, it's basically the regulars table. Uh, you know, we, Zach and I as employees enjoy it. Your regulars? Kind of, yeah, we are regulars. Right. Um, but it, it's it's also an opportunity that, you know, if, if people are standing there for the pu- general public to come up, ask questions, you know, it's definitely encouraged, and we, we like to engage the public. Uh, I like to talk. I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> that, that's why you're here today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but it, it really, you know, it, it's not only is it a cool thing, you know, like uh, that you see traditionally through, like, Germany, uh, it, you know, as employees, it, it makes us feel pretty good. Like, you know, it, it's something that we can be part of the, the, the rat scholar, but not necessarily, you know, uh, in everybody's face. Yeah. So that's that's neat. What was uh, talk a little bit about the you know the 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 impetus the the catalyst the decision making process to go this direction a very more traditional Ratskeller kind of direction with with your room were, were there were there other options on the table or was this sort of the vision all along? Well, you you have to remember that that we have a brew house that comes directly from a from a brewery in Germany. Uh, it, it's a it's a tra- traditional brew house that we shipped over. And, and put into and built that built that brewery around back in 1998. So that's kind of the the core of, of that brewery itself, that that copper brew house and those those, yeah. those brew kettles. Yeah, yeah came, came right from Ansbach, Germany, correct? Exactly, exactly. And you see that right up on the wall, the 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 uh, maps up there with the the emblem from that brewery. Yeah, and that's one of the neat things that I think stands out most about the the remodeled rats kellers you've got that map of where the the brew house came from kind of up above where folks can view into to you know Willy Wonka's Wonderland and see where everything is made but going around the, the perimeter of the room there's there's everything else that that kind of signifies and is a part of what summer brewing has been and and is now right you've got you know pictures of you know the the fields of, of the grains from Mark's cousin in, in North Dakota, right? Yep. You've got uh, you know some some historical context to, to everything that that's there from the the grain silos and and kegs being loaded on and off of trucks. And so there's there's a context to to all the beer that you're drinking while you're there and, and talking at the at the stomptish with the guys who who've been there making it all day. So it's kind of a it's kind of a neat way for everything to come together uh, over a, over a cold beer. And I think that's it's kind of what it's all about right well uh speaking of that that barley out there that's that's out in north dakota um uh where mark Sutter, our founder his cousin actually grows that uh for a pilsner uh dakota soul so because it's you know that's one of the reasons uh the the soul part came in into play was i believe that the malt is the soul of the beer and and it, it is it kind of ties it together you know it's a very respectful way to show that, that we care about what we're doing yeah. and really keeping it together. You know, we're bigger than a lot of the, 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 the breweries that are going through the guild. You know, mm-hmm. you know we, we, we are part of it, but we're also a little different yeah. um, just by volume. And uh, we, we try to, to make sure that our story is being told as well, you know, and, 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 and make sure that people see that now. I think we've, we've kind of stood a little back and, uh, and now we're being a little more uh, assertive about those things. No, it's it's neat. I mean, the picture tells a, a thousand words, 
and if you and if you sit there and have a couple beers and take a look around the entire perimeter, there's there's a novel's worth of stories to be told there. I love how much thought went into this room and how much thought went into the details because it is. I mean, the room itself tells a story about who Summit is, yeah. and that's a, that's great. I mean, really nicely done. It's absolutely beautiful. Uh, that bar is make your jaw hit the floor. It's so gorgeous. So thank you guys for coming on and, and sharing that with us. And head out to Summit. Check out uh, check out the Rat Skeller. It's it's fantastic. There you have it. There you have it. That's going to wrap it up week. for this week's edition. Anything else you guys want to add? I want to plug before we wrap it up. Uh, also, I love Keller Pills. <laughs> so won, do I. We won our bronze medal at the World Beer Cup uh, in Nashville this year. Well uh, deserved. Uh, and I mean, I, it should have been a gold. Yeah, uh, you know. You know but, but <laughs> hey, uh, we're all very proud of that beer. So. It's an amazing beer. That's, yeah. that's what next year. Next year's for the gold, right? Yeah. <laughs> I've got some emails bouncing back and forth with some of your cohorts over there at uh, at Summit. So I think we're going to do um, a show from there very soon. So I think we're going to talk some more. Can we do a show from what, what's the name of the table? The, the, the Stomptish. Can we do a show from the Stomptish? Uh, we'll, we'll invite you there. Uh, I mean, that's, yeah, that's how it works. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just gotta ask. Just gotta ask. <laughs> All right. Listen for that uh, on a on a beer cast coming soon. All right. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening to the Minnesota Beer Cast. We'll be back next week. We have a new episode brought to you by Freehouse Beer. Cheers. The fact that I like to drink beer. This little song is more to the point. Roll out the barrel and lend me your ears. I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow.